Hi everybody and welcome to Hello Maria. It's me Maria, your host, and I'm so happy you're here listening to our newest episode. Hello Maria is a podcast created to talk about everything that life throws at you. Because remember, every friendship starts with a hello. everybody welcome to this third episode today we are going to be talking about finance 101 i have a special guest today um he is my other half my loving husband ellis hi how are you hello thank you for having me i'm excited (laughs) to be talking with you about finance today yeah, because I, when I was coming to like the realization, like what should we talk in our next episode? I was like, okay, with a with a recession coming up soon, I was like, people need to know what to do in times of this in in the time of this crisis because probably it's gonna be the first recession for the most of us. Most of us, my age, probably your age, is gonna be our first recession with jobs because most of us never like went through that um in our lifestyle so it's it's good that we talk about this and we introduce this type of topics and i'm excited that you're here and you're able to do all of this so ellis tell us who are you what you do for a living where you're from and what do you do for fun yeah uh so uh, as maria said i'm her husband um, I live in Maryland, USA. Uh, it's on the East Coast. Uh, I am a POS specialist. Uh, so what is that? That is a point of sale specialist. Uh, so I handle a lot of back end things regarding uh, retail sales for my company. Uh, I find it very challenging, very fun. Um, it's kind of like on the techie side, so, so to speak, uh, of retail, uh, uh, data analytics, things like that. And for fun, I like finance, <laughs> which is kind of why you brought me on and, and why we're going to be talking about today. Exactly, because he talks and he loves talking about financial stuff. And I was like, he's the best person for this. Um, so do you have any disclaimer you want to say before we start talking about finance? Uh, sure. <laughs> Thank you for that, <laughs> that lead up. Um, Yes. uh, So being very interested in the space, um, you know, I really do enjoy a lot of forums, uh, interviews, things like that. And uh, so one thing that they always make sure to let their viewership know is that uh, this is not financial advice, guys. Uh, While these are things that have worked for us, um, it is not something that we can give you advice on. We're not financial advisors. as well as we don't know your situation and, and anything like that. So uh, these is exactly. just for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> exactly. And uh, well, Ellis, just telling you the dynamics of this, we're just going to have like a chat, you know, uh, and uh, like a one-to-one conversation regarding this. I'm going to tell you my perspective regarding some topics and some questions that I'll be asking you. Because I don't know, guys, if you know, well, Alice lives in America, in the United States of America, and I live in Panama. So there's different approach to 
financial um, um, from different aspects and economically Panama is totally different from America so having those like both sides of the coin it would be great to just listen about it so let's start um, so Ellis let's start talking about what's finance can you describe it to our listeners and just be like Yeah, what's finance? Yeah, I love the I love the rigid questions. Um, finance, <laughs> <laughs> finance is the just the management of money. Um, that's literally the definition of it. Um, and we're talking a lot about personal finance. So what is that? That's the management of personal money, or you know, um, our own budgeting. Um, and that's essentially what it is. It's you're budgeting your money. Uh, your budget is how much you're bringing in versus how much is going out. Essentially. Uh, we always want to be more coming in than uh, going out. And something that you kind of referenced was the uh, possible, I'm going to hit with the caveat, the possible recession that is coming up. Um, very hard to say definitively uh, if, and when uh, most likely it will be more of a when scenario, but there is always different degrees of recessions as well. But all those nuances, um, you know, all that being said, um, something that is really important, especially for uh, this time frame, is I would say is cutting out like just one oops, super quick tidbit is cut out the fat, uh, cut out the butter. What does that mean? Things that are mm -hmm. not really necessities in your life right now, I would strongly urge and what i've been doing <laughs> is to uh try to reduce the amount of things that are not really necessities um a lot of times you realize very shortly you don't even miss them that much um and your future self will thank you greatly um for preparing for it because if it does happen you're prepared this recession if it does happen you are prepared if it doesn't happen um well then now you have extra and you can splurge then when you know the coast is clear so to speak um so yeah back to kind of what we were kind of discussing is um you know personal finance and it's a bigger thing than just personal finance it is financial literacy and financial education so that is an overwhelming theme that i'm going to be touching back on a lot i feel like that is mm -hmm. the crux really of what is missing with a lot of young adults, older adults, exactly. just working people in general is they, they don't exactly know. Um, and the reason they don't know is because it's not really taught in our schools. Um, and even when not, it is not even here. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And even when it is, um, <laughs> you know, there's the things that they want you to know and the things that they don't want you to know. Um, mm -hmm. Because the reality is for them to stay rich, the majority of people have to stay poor relatively uh, compared exactly. to them. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of <laughs> without getting too uh, 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 technical. <laughs> yeah, technical and into conspiracies and things like that. <laughs> But, um, you know, that's kind of a quick kind of over, uh, overview of just finance in general. Um, So overall, you're saying that we have to go into a financial hibernation mode? <laughs> you know, that's a good way to 
think of it, I would say more of a financial. Uh, yeah, actually, that would probably be good because hibernation, what are you doing during hibernation? You are kind of yeah. overeating now. And so I exactly. would over, over, you know, personally for us, we are over saving now. And exactly. Um, and yeah, and, and we are, I would even say over investing now, um, which is, I think, something else we're going to talk about. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's the next topic that we're talking about. But before I go there, like I would say, like, now that you were mentioning regarding like, recession and all that, like here in Panama, we haven't talked about uh, a parent recession, because, well, I've, we have never lived a recession besides the one that we had due to the invasion here in Panama. Um, uh, but it was a quick recession. It was not as it was due to some something like war and the aftermath of war. It was not war, but it's just similar to what it was. There was no buying power and there was no circulating money around when that happened. So that will be similar, something similar. So I, I can assume that it will be similar to what's going to happen over there. Um, so- but. I would say not exactly similar because no, the way that, you know, and not to sound any kind of way, but the way that the U.S. has a recession is quite different yeah. than a lot of how the rest of the world has recessions. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know. Because, like, I've never seen, like, a recession. I was not alive when that happened. And I'm just saying it because of what I've learned in history and what you know about as the history of Panama. and. Uh, Usually how we see like when countries like I would say go into recession in the in the case of like the US because we use US dollars as our currency here in Panama it does not affect us we're not going to see like oh the people are just going to start getting fired we're not going to see that type of like things but we're going to see like a something of like a mild inflation so things are going to start costing more um so things you are commonly often going to buy that are exp- um important to Panama um uh, they're going to be a little bit more expensive that's the, right. that's the way i would say that i would see it we we will see that happening um but everything that's produced inside is not going to be affected and that's why we most of the time we don't see like oh there's a financial crisis crisis happening so we're not gonna feel it so leaving that behind this is an interesting interesting topic for Ellis so my question my next question is how to start investing like how do we prepare ourselves to start investing you know I think that this is really something that um the majority of people do not invest. Uh, they do. A lot of people do have 401ks. And I would say that's going to be your easiest entry level into the world of investing is um, the 401k through your company. Now, the thing is, that a lot of people don't take advantage of that 401k, um, which is really unfortunate because a lot of times your company will match. Um, what does that mean? So first thing you should know is you should be maxing out your 401k. That is essentially when your 
company matches, if they match up to 4% of what you earn, you should be contributing or having taken from your pocket 4% and they're going to match that. Um, Honestly, for 90% of the people, if that's all they do and they do that through their entire working career from, you know, 20 to 60, that whole 40 years, honestly, they will probably be just fine when it comes to their retirement. Um, Now, if you want to take it to the next level, that's when you can kind of uh, branch out into, uh, you know, more, I wouldn't even say riskier things, but, you know, you're taking the investment, um, the onus onto yourself instead of leaving it up to, uh, you know, financial advisors or 401k, which, you know, usually the 401k are somewhat limited of the vehicles that you can use to invest. So what is a vehicle to invest? Uh, That would be like a stock, a bond, a treasury. Um, I know I'm throwing a lot of crazy (laughs) words at you, but essentially it is something you put your money into. And uh, so you can imagine your your money is like people, uh, the vehicle is like your car. And you know, you start at the bottom of the hill, and you make your way to the top. The top is obviously making more money along the way. And so you put your money inside this vehicle. It sits in the vehicle and, uh, you know, hopefully you make more money by the time you take it out. Um, and so when you put it on yourself, you have more options. Um, and that's what I like about it as well. I like being, uh, you know, as I said earlier, I like being financially literate. I like being financially educated. I think it's very empowering. I think that's what a lot of uh, the young people are missing out on. Even young, su- successful people. Um, I don't have the exact s- statistic in front of me, but um, a very large amount of people these days that are making over six figures, that's a, a year, that's over $100,000 a year in the mm-hmm. U.S., uh, are living paycheck to paycheck, which to me is absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. Because that just, to me, completely means you are living above your means. Um, and what investing has done for me personally, it has really opened my eyes um, to the financial world. And, you know, I had always been relatively good with money before. But it was good at what? Saving, um, which is, you know, you're not going to save your way to being rich. And not that that's ultimately my goal and our goal uh, to be rich. That's not what we're necessarily looking for. Um, You'll hear this catchphrase a lot, but we're looking for, you know, financial independence. Uh, We want to be able to not have to, uh, you know, work, you know, something that we value very, very much is our time and our family. And so... I know for me personally, the way to make money is, again, just the vehicle to get to where we want to go. Where we want to go is not depending and not having to work nine to five, being able to get away from that and just spend time with the people and uh, the time, you know, the time, Uh, because that's the real commodity in this world is uh, time. That's the real thing that runs out, uh, as as we know. Yeah. So now that you explain it, how to start, like the basics. Um, you mentioned 401k, and that's like that was like my further off question regarding 401k. So I we'll go more into depth because I have a couple of questions regarding sure. that. Because here in Panama, we don't. I will say like we have something similar, but it's not the same. 
and I will ask you about that. But so what would be like the tips and tricks you can advise our audience regarding like how to start, like how, like, how would I do my first investment? Like, let's say in the stock market and how to know like where, what tools to use to start this investment? You know, that's a great question. It, unfortunately, there isn't a simple answer. There are answers, but there's not a simple answer. What do I mean by that is um, a lot of it does depend on uh, your risk adversion. Um, so there are, as I mentioned, financial advisors, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with a financial advisor because you can be educated yourself, um, but feel a little overwhelmed when it comes to pulling the trigger and actually purchasing equities and equity is a stock uh, as you mentioned um it can be you know it can be daunting uh, especially you know you're talking about money um you're talking about your future and stuff like that and while you can be educated all day long there are people that it's their profession um to be educated in these matters and so for me personally whether you are getting a financial advisor or going to take a stab at it yourself and want to, you know, invest on your own terms. Um, the financial education portion of it is the portion that you really don't want to rush. And unfortunately it is the thing that people, a lot of people do rush. Um, they do want to jump right in there and start, you know, buying things, uh, buy, buying equities, buying stocks and, um, they don't really know why they're buying it. They heard it from uh, a friend at work or they heard it on the radio um, about this hot, you know, you know, fill in the blank company. Um, and they go and they, they buy a hundred shares and it goes down 15%. They don't know why it went down 15%. They don't know if they should hold it, if they should sell it. <laughs> And what ends up happening is they do sell it. And that's because they weren't educated investors at that point. They were essentially gambling. Um, exactly. And, and the fear, the fear. Yeah. You know, the, 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 a lot of what has given me success is when you do your due diligence in a company and you have real tangible numbers to go off of from their profit and loss statements, from their quarterly revenue statements uh, and different things like that. Um, when you actually go off of education, when the price goes down, you see that as a buying opportunity. Because if it's something, if I said that you can, you know, you want to buy a jacket and it's $100 and you wanted to pay $100 for that jacket and you go back to the store a week later and the jacket's $80, you wouldn't now automatically say, oh, I don't want that jacket. That's no good. I want to I want to sell it or something like that. Or let's say you bought it at 100 and you go back the week later and you say it's 80 now. Well, I want to sell it for 80 because it, I bought it for 100 and the, the price is the value is lower now. Um, no, that's 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 the wrong mindset. Uh, but if you are not buying companies after researching them, you're just buying them on a whim, then when you do um get those losses, you'll just sell um, instead of buying more <laughs> and see it as an opportunity uh, instead of losing money. It's an opportunity to buy more. Yeah. So what are, what are, what are the platforms that you're using 
to invest because I think this is something that people are curious about because nobody's like 100% certain like which is the right one and which is the best one let's say to buy crypto or to invest in big tech companies like what would you recommend? Yeah, so there are a couple different ones. Uh, again, it's it's a little bit challenging to, to know um, because people's, the, the regions, they might not have certain brokerages and things like that. But for uh, a broad overview, um, you want any... Crypto is challenging right now. I don't know if people are uh, paying attention, but there's some really big uh, issues coming out with some of the crypto brokerages um, where they are becoming insolvent. Insolvent essentially means that they can yeah. they they owe more than they yeah. uh, have on their books. <laughs> and so what ends yeah. up happening is the customer ends up uh, a lot of times having to go through litigation. Um, usually that's uh, bankruptcy litigation. And uh, a lot of times you don't get your full amount of money back. So that one is a really challenging space right now. Um, I would absolutely urge people to do an incredible amount of research on crypto right now. While I do invest in it, and I do think it's an incredible opportunity, um, it is a very volatile space, um, a very volatile asset. And um, the one thing I will say is wherever you get it from, just make sure that you can, uh, in the sense of crypto, uh, that you can take it off of the platform that you're buying it from. Because that is also the cool thing about crypto is you can buy it from a platform, something that's you know very easily accessible, like Coinbase yeah. or Robinhood, and you can take it off that platform and put it on uh, essentially, uh, uh, it's called a storage or a cold wallet. And so literally you put your cryptocurrency, it's on a digital wallet and you can keep that off platform. So no matter what is happening in the world, um, you have it. Uh, and again, everyone do your own research uh, about what company you'd want to go with uh, to, to provide your security for your wallet and all those different things. I mean, the rabbit hole is quite extensive. Um, for stocks, I would definitely recommend something pretty large. Um, I use E-Trade, but TD Ameritrade. Um, Fidelity. Um, these are large banking organizations that have a lot of protections for and, and a lot of resources as well. They have the financial advisors at the uh, at TD Ameritrade and, and Schwab and things like that. And so um, especially if you're introduced into it, it's it's a great all in one places to uh, to kind of cut your teeth into it. And just something that I just real quick that and it's not really about like different where's and what's and how's. Um, but the whole purpose of investing is to set yourself up for your future. So become a long-term investor. That is where you're going to, you know, you're going to ride out the, the ups and the downs when it's down, you buy more. Now you have to, again, do your due diligence and choose companies that are still moving in the, the way of, you know, not just more profitability, but becoming stronger companies over the years. You don't want a weaker company because that will reflect mm -hmm. in the, uh, stock price and so the one thing i would just say is that be a long-term investor it is planning for your future when you invest five years from now the you from or the you from five years now will look back and say thank you <laughs> you know to the younger <laughs> me thank you for doing that and it really is a super fun vehicle especially when you um have a family let's say you have children um 
because of the nature of children, they take 18 years to uh, become exactly. adults. Um, that 18 years. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're expensive. <laughs> well, no, it's not just that, but it can be uh, uh, it can be a really fun thing. There, you know, it takes them 18 years to become uh, adults, and then when they're 18, they do things like they need a car, they want a house, they want to go to college. Um, if you invested a thousand dollars when they were born. And every month you put in another, let's say, 50, 100 bucks. By the time they graduate high school and they're 18, you would be able to pay for that wedding. You'd be able to pay for a car. You'd be able to pay for their home. Uh, well, maybe a portion, a down payment, you know, something you'd be able to help them, a portion <laughs> yeah. of their college. So it's really, really fun because literally by doing nothing, but having money in this vehicle that grows over time and letting your child grow over time when they hit an age where all of a sudden they are more expensive at, you know, 18 because they want college or they want, you know, whatever. Um, you really have now set them up to be able to be ahead of their peers. Uh, and that's what, that's yeah. our objective. That's our objective for our children is to give them the best yeah. chance at success. And so imagine if, because you put a thousand dollars in when they were born and 50 bucks a month until they're 18, uh, that, you know, when they're 18, they can now use this money for college and they don't have to be in student debt. Imagine, that, student advantage. Debt. Mm -hmm. Imagine that advantage uh, for 80% exactly. of their peers that are going to be in $50,000, $80,000 of student debt. You know, you'd be shocked about what $1,000 can turn into with adding a little bit of money every month in 18 mm -hmm. years just because of compounding interest. Um, so, yeah, it is absolutely incredible. Uh that a lot of people, a lot of people do it, but a lot of people don't, you know, because, you know, usually when you have kids, you're a young family and you don't have tons of money. But I really do. Yeah. Urge people, <laughs> I, I urge people to figure out a way because, again, the you 18 years from now, when you're trying to figure out how the heck do I pay for my kids college, you're going to say, oh, my God, thank you, younger me for <laughs> <laughs> for putting that in there. And yeah, saving my, yeah. Saving my ass. <laughs> well, with that. Todd, we're going to close our first block and we're going to come back with our next block of questions. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. If you want to know more about my journey in this world, please follow me on social media. I'm always happy to make new friends, so don't hesitate to say hello. Because remember, every friendship starts with a hello.